the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From Nicotine. AM 1280, The Patriot is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. A truck bomb exploded at a busy security checkpoint in Somalia's capital, killing at least 76 people. Here's correspondent Zaria Shackley. It was one of the deadliest attacks in Mogadishu in recent memory. The toll was likely to rise as scores of people were rushed to hospitals. University students were among those killed. Police said the dead also included two Turkish nationals. Officials said the blast targeted a tax collection center during the morning rush hour as Somalia returned to work after its weekend. Images from the scene showed the mangled frames of vehicles and bodies lying on the ground. There is no immediate claim of responsibility for the blast. The Al-Qaeda-linked Al-Shabaab often carries out such attacks. I'm Zaria Shakili. As he accelerates his 2020 campaign, look for President Trump to be talking a lot about the booming U.S. economy. If recent tweets are any indication, the president plans to continue touting the strength of the U.S. economy in his bid to win re-election. A few days ago, he tweeted that the Nasdaq has grown 72 percent since his election victory in 2016, while the Dow is up 56 percent. Last month, the jobs report exceeded expectations, and the national unemployment rate is at a 50-year low. Mr. Trump hopes a robust economy will be on the minds of voters come Election Day. Greg Clugston, Washington. Authorities say gunfire inside a suburban Denver mall has killed a 17-year-old boy and sent shoppers scrambling for safety. Speaking to reporters, Aurora Police Department spokesman Anthony Camacho said there was no ongoing danger in that area. We do feel incidents like this do tend to be isolated in nature. And, you know, people can still come and shop here. We do everything we can to make sure that people are safe in the city. To, um, to provide them a safe place to come and shop. And to- the shooting happened inside the town center at Aurora yesterday afternoon. This is SRN News. AM 1280, The Patriot. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America... 
please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. This is what matters. This is beyond X's and O's. This is the difference mutual respect makes. This is what character looks like. This is what defines us in Minnesota. This is sportsmanship. School sports, it's not the outcome that matters most, but the way the games are played. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for Where You Live with Gene Sullivan, the show that deals with the news and events that affect you the most. Whether you rent or own, live in an HOA, single-family home, or an apartment building, Gene will tackle the issues right where you live. So, from the Bank of Omaha Studios, here is the original man of steel, Resolve himself, who stands for truth, justice, and the association way. Here's Gene Sullivan. Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Where You Live. I'm Gene Sullivan, and I'm broadcasting from the Mutual of Omaha Bank Studios. You know, your association members take tremendous pride in their communities, You can help them maintain that pride with custom financing through Mutual of Omaha Bank. They're a lending expert that's worked with thousands of community associations. So whether you want to purchase real estate, equipment, make repairs to common areas, Mutual of Omaha Bank can meet your needs with a team of dedicated local professionals. Call Tom Ingblum at 312 209-2623, Mutual of Omaha Bank, member FDIC. I'm also brought to you by the great folks at Extreme Exteriors. And uh, here we are, Trevor. It is uh, December 22nd with this broadcast. It is the first day of Hanukkah. So uh, to all of our listeners who uh, celebrate Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah. Very happy Hanukkah. Four days away from Christmas. I know. It's closing in. Yeah. I, I heard this uh, uh, kind of a, a cute and funny story that uh, I guess that uh, really happened. You know, we um, hear about now uh, every year there is uh, NORAD, you know, our, our government uh, system for uh, detecting and, and monitoring everything that's going around the world with uh, any kind of a uh, missile, any uh, anything that's uh, up in the skies, you know, uh, they are watching for. But uh, do you know how they came about that they uh, do the uh, the uh, watch for and give updates for uh, Santa Claus and his sleigh? I I don't know how they do it, but I have seen the Santa Tracker before. Yeah. Okay, the Santa Tracker. Yeah, everybody knows about that. But I guess it was the year 1955. And uh, the uh, and this is in Colorado where NORAD is. The uh, Sears and Roebuck uh, in the the Colorado area gave a phone number that was supposed to be the hotline to Santa Claus. They got the number one number wrong. Oh. What it was, they did not receive any calls. The number that they gave was the. Uh, the secret number for the hotline uh, at NORAD. <laughs> and so here was here was Colonel Shoup back in 1955. He was in, in charge and in, in command. And uh, at that time, he gets, uh, the phone is ringing. And of course, he's, he's nervous, you know. This, this is going to be the, the President of the United States, uh, you know, uh, with uh, some bad news, right? And so he answers the phone. Yes, sir, Colonel Shoup. And uh, on the other end of the phone, there was this little piping voice that said, are you really Santa Claus? 
<laughs> and then he began to realize that this was not a hoax, but some little kid who had it wrong. So Shoup, who was a father of four in his uh, mid to late 30s, pretended to be Santa Claus. Oh, cool. Because he didn't, he didn't want to disappoint the, little, the, the child. Well, of course, what ended up happening, because it was in that Sears and Roebuck advertisement, uh, they started getting all kinds of calls. And so the the United States uh, government um, changed that, and they have uh, allowed NORAD to have a part in uh, keeping track of the Santa tracker every year since then. Isn't that kind of a, a funny story? That's a whole big back. Place. Yeah, I had no idea that was a, there was a whole big backstory behind that, especially tied to the government. Yes. Yeah. Huh. That was kind of fun. Well, hey, folks, we've got a lot to cover uh, on our show. We've got a great guest. So I tell you what, why don't we begin as we do every week with property management in the news. Property management in the news is brought to you by Will Tarbox from Country Financial in Maple Grove, providing insurance to help you protect what matters most. For quality coverage that's affordable, get a quote today from Will at Country Financial. The number to call, 763-416-5131. Well, our uh, story uh, today comes uh, from uh, station KMGH, Channel 7 News in Denver, an ABC affiliate. Trevor, go ahead and play the audio. We hear stories all the time about homeowners associations going too far. Well, tonight, a 70-year-old Loveland woman says that's exactly what happened with her HOA when her automatic payments to cover dues stopped working and then they foreclosed on her home. Well, she reached out to contact 7's Jacqueline Allen to tell her story. And Jacqueline found that she is not alone. I love this house. I like Loveland. I like Colorado. Home. It's what Martha Hummel called this quiet Loveland cul-de-sac for 20 years until she got the notice of eviction. They stole my house from me, and I had no idea. She took pictures of Years ago, this 70-year-old retiree set up automatic payments for her homeowners association dues. Then a health condition combined with severe depression left her incapacitated on her couch, surviving on Domino's Pizza. How many years of pizza boxes are we looking at? Eight years. You ate pizza only for eight years? Yes, over eight years, yes. If you were to drive up from the outside and look at this house, you would assume that it was an abandoned property. Her attorney, Troy Krenning, says while Martha paid her bills, she never left the house, not even checking the mailbox. When the HOA management company changed, her automatic due payments stopped for almost two years. When they did knock on the door and tell her that she had three days to get out of her house, She immediately reached out for help. The first Martha says she heard of late dues was when she was served this eviction notice. The amended Winsong HOA had foreclosed on her home, forcing the house to be sold at sheriff's auction, an investor buying it for pennies on the dollar. They bought this house for $19,000. And how much is it worth? It's probably worth $370,000. No one with the amended Winsong HOA would speak on camera. An attorney sent this statement describing what happened as a last resort, saying they sent notification by mail and attempted personal contact no less than four times. When you buy into an HOA, you sign a contract to pay those dues. Stan Horensevich is president of the Colorado HOA Forum and says while what happened to Martha is tragic, it's probably legal and more common than you think. And there's like these profiteers, as you call them vultures. They look for these situations and they bid on these homes. There ought to be reform in this area about these super liens and selling homes for way under market price. And I didn't want to cry on TV and I'm trying to compose myself emotional. Martha is in a fight for her home, saying she was never notified, and this could happen to anyone. If I had known, I would have paid it. And I'm willing to pay whatever arrears that I owe. That's my responsibility. Now, a judge allowed Martha to keep possession of her house until she can tell her side of the story in court next month. Until then, she wants to share her story to let others know they can lose their home and all the equity for not paying HOA dues. And Shannon? Oh, that Incredible. is an eye-opener. What a story, huh? What do you think? Well, my guest today, guest host, who's with me today, has been a friend of the show. He's been on uh, many times before. 
uh, to weigh in on this story and all other issues we'll be tackling today is none other than attorney Tony Smith with the law firm of Smith, Jaden, Johnson. Welcome back, Tony. Hey, thanks, Gene. It's uh, great to be back. Yeah. Say, uh, Tony, this is an unfortunate story of a woman who's uh, possibly going to lose her home. The story says because of a uh, health condition, but the real issue was a mental health issue, severe depression. Do you think this home was stolen from this uh, woman, uh, Martha Hummel? No, I, I absolutely don't. And to to start with, I mean, collections and foreclosure of houses in HOAs, it's been part of the law in states, including Colorado, for decades. Yeah. And I think you're really right, though, Gene. You hit it on the head. There's there's something else going on here, and I think what that narrative really presents is, is only one side of the story, and it's the sympathetic side of the story. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, let's uh, take a look at uh, what we know about this story, kind of take it apart. But before we do, I can see by the look on the clock on the wall here, we need to take a break. So why don't we do that? Uh, But folks, don't go away. We've got uh, a very interesting story here of someone who is uh, losing their home to foreclosure in Colorado. We're going to talk about what that means, so don't go away. You're listening to Where You Live on AM 1280, The Patriot. We'll be back after these messages. AM 1280, The Patriot. Many financial services companies say they're unique. Thrivent Financial blends faith, finances, and generosity, helping Christians be wise with money and live generously. With a full range of financial products, we'll help you connect your faith and finances. Have a conversation about money with Carol Woods, your local financial representative, at 952-658-8753. Licensed agent producer of Thrivent Financial, marketing name for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans, registered representative of Thrivent Investment Management, Inc., Thrivent.com, slash disclosures. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Here is some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or if you sign up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. And it's worked beautifully for 25 years. They have more than 400,000 members now around the country. MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. And over the years, members have shared over $3 billion of each other's medical bills. So they could help share your needs too. And best of all, You could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is about 500 bucks a month. Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money every month. You're not stuck with a high-cost health plan. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today and check it out. Here's the number to find out more, and there's no pressure. They are super easy to talk to. Call 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. Hello, this is Jeannie Sigler from Extreme Exteriors. We are a trusted family-owned business that provides expert inspections and installation of roofing, siding, decks, gutters, windows, and more. For over 20 years, Extreme Exteriors has serviced single and multifamily home exteriors. Visit us on the web at xtremeexteriors.com or give us a call at 763-441-1334. We're here for all your home exterior needs. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot.
You're listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. Welcome back to Where You Live. I'm Gene Sullivan. My guest host today is attorney Tony Smith from the firm of Smith, Jaden Johnson. Uh, we're, of course, broadcasting from the Mutual of Omaha Bank Studios. The show is also brought to you by Extreme Exteriors. You know, you can count on Extreme Exteriors for expert installation of exterior siding, roofing, soffits, fascia decks, windows, and more. With their knowledge and experience, they can design the perfect solution to make your home beautiful and energy efficient, saving you maintenance and money for years to come. Give them a call at 763-441-1334 and tell them Gene sent you. Before we get back into my discussion with uh, attorney Tony Smith, it's time now to hear from the Community Associations Institute. Here is the CAI Minute. Are you a member of the Community Associations Institute? For nearly 40 years, CAI has provided education and resources to volunteer homeowners who govern community associations and the professionals who support them. Visit caionline.org to learn more. The address again is caionline.org. CAI helps community associations board members by providing online resources, in-person training, and hard copy publications written by association management experts. CAI offers community managers professional development, networking opportunities, and a certification program that is established as the industry standard nationwide. Minnesota has its own chapter of the Community Associations Institute to bring resources and tools from community associations around the country right to your home. Visit www.cai-mn.com to learn more and become a member of CAI today. Your community and management company will benefit from your involvement. Join the Community Associations Institute today at cai-mn.com and click on Membership. We're talking about a story that uh, led uh, Channel 7 News in Denver, Colorado, about a month ago, about a Loveland woman uh, named Martha Hummel lost her home um, after uh, being evicted uh, for not paying her HOA dues. Uh, she says that she has been incapacitated for eight years, and a lot of it due to uh, depression. She says, and making the claim that the home is being stolen from her. My guest, uh, attorney Tony Smith, who's uh, familiar with HOAs and and uh, the foreclosure process and what's involved. Tony, welcome back. We're going to talk a little bit uh, about... Uh, this story, I agree with you. I don't think uh, it was stolen from Martha, but let's take a look at what we do know uh, from the story. Uh, first of all, uh, she was uh, she did the right thing. She was on automatic payments uh, uh, with her HOA, um, and the HOA is called the Amended uh, Winsong Homeowners Association, but it stopped. A little over two years ago because the homeowner association changed management companies. And so there was a different process for uh, that payment. Uh, Two years, over two years uh, before this, we've gotten to this point. Is that the HOA jumping the gun? Well, I I think that the the question is the answer. I mean, if, if a homeowner hasn't paid their assessments for two years, the association is definitely not jumping the gun. And I would go a step further, Gene, and as an attorney who does a lot of collection work with HOAs in Minnesota, and we've actually also done through our Colorado office some collection work out in Colorado, I can tell you that the first step in this process is never to go the foreclosure route. There is always written notice. Usually it starts from the management company, and they'll try that for a period of months and try to get a response and get the debtor to pay. And after that, they may refer it to an attorney or a collections agent, and that usually entails some further written notices and requests for payment. That foreclosure option is the absolute last step in the process. Okay. So this story waiting for two years to pay assessments, I would say the association did exactly what it was supposed to do. I'd go a step further, and I'd say they waited too long. Okay. So uh, last resort, uh, not uh, jumping the gun, is uh, it, that's the narrative we get. Now, um, Ms. Hummel has uh, an attorney. His name is Troy uh, Krenning. Uh, he keeps saying that uh, she was never notified 
in person or in writing. Tony, is that even possible when an entity is legally foreclosing on someone's home? Absolutely not. And with respect to Colorado, which is where this woman's house is located, the way you foreclose out there is a process called foreclosure by action, which means that in order to take somebody's house away, you actually have to sue them. And that requires you not just to fill out some paperwork, but to actually have the the paperwork, in this case would be a summons and a complaint, personally served on the homeowner. So there's absolutely no way that she did not get written notice of this before the matter uh, went into foreclosure. She would have absolutely had it. That's something I did know. Now, here in Minnesota, we can uh, can do foreclosure by action, but also by notice, right? You're Uh, right. In Minnesota, you can foreclose. It's called by, by advertisement, which is, like you said, you publish legal notices in a newspaper, legal newspaper or publication, for a certain amount of time. And that's notice to the public at large. So I understand the homeowner saying I would have liked more notice. And the question is, is was the notice that you're given, did it comply with the law? And in this case, yeah. it almost certainly did. Yeah. And I think that the well, attorney for, or sorry, the representative from the Colorado HOA Forum acknowledges this when they said that this was legal. Yes. Uh, so let, let's talk to our listeners a little bit that may not be familiar, what does the foreclosure process uh, look like in terms of uh, time involved, uh, notification steps? What's involved, Tony? Sure. Well, if you're in Minnesota and you're foreclosing by advertisement, in other words, this process of publishing the notice, the first thing that you have to do is send somebody a written demand letter, okay? And when we do that, we typically give somebody 30 days to respond to us in the demand letter. We ask them to either pay the account in full or contact us to arrange a payment plan to take care of the past due balance because sometimes people have balances and life happens and they need some time. After that, in Minnesota, to foreclose by advertisement, you have to send out a second set of statutorily, in other words, the law requires these notices to be sent out. And those requirements have to be act. It's really quite funny. You have to send the notices on specific colored paper that have to be different from the color of your letter. So there's this whole process where you notify the debtor that their property is going to be foreclosed. It gives them an opportunity to talk to a credit counselor. Uh, The credit counseling agency is supposed to contact them. Whether they do or not is, is a different story. But that whole process, before you even get to the point of scheduling a sheriff sale, takes about two or three months. Once you actually get to the point of the sheriff's sale, you have to have that notice published for six consecutive weeks, so another month and a half. So the earliest someone could foreclose on a house by advertisement in Minnesota, from the beginning of the process to the end of the process, is about probably five months. Okay, how much? uh, So in Colorado, with it uh, being by action, what is that time period then? Well, that's a Uh, lot longer. I mean, you're talking about. Even a lot longer. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's going to take six months, and that's only if the debtor doesn't respond okay. to anything. I mean, just courts move slow. So Okay, and, and let's go uh, even beyond that. After, uh, after that, that gets us to the point of what's called the sheriff's sale. Uh, now there is a period of time that homeowners have uh, to, uh, to take action and dispose of the property on their own so that if there's any equity in it, they're not losing it, right? Or they're making up, um, um, they're uh, paying off the debt. Isn't that correct? Yeah. In Minnesota, that's right. In Minnesota, even if your house is foreclosed, you have what's called a redemption period. And that redemption period for HOA liens is typically six months. And during that time period, the debtor, the homeowner, can pay off the debt in full and take the title back to the unit. So even after the foreclosure by advertisement goes through, the homeowner still has six months to pay the balance off. So that's Minnesota. Colorado, where this property foreclosure took place, is a little bit different. Their foreclosure laws don't let the homeowner redeem at all. There is no homeowner redemption right. So they have to either redeem it before the suit or redeem it before the judge enters an order requiring the property to be sold. Okay. All right. Good good point and and difference here. so uh, there were uh, folks, a, a lot that was being said about this. There is a quote from an organization called 
the Colorado HOA Forum. Who are they? What did they say uh, about uh, this woman in this instance? We're going to cover that, but we need to take another break, so don't go away. You're uh, listening to Where You Live on AM 1280, The Patriot, back after this. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Gray. AM 1280, The Patriot. Minnesota Exteriors Commercial partners with associations and management companies for their siding, roofing, and window projects. Minnesota Exteriors Commercial is a family-owned business with combined experience of over 70 years. Their teams provide quality service, expert workmanship, and top-of-the-line products to help restore and maintain multifamily properties. A 100,000-square-foot distribution center ensures the projects will be completed on time with the highest quality products at the most competitive price. Contact MinnesotaExteriors.com. Many financial services companies say they're unique. Thrivent Financial blends faith, finances, and generosity, helping Christians be wise with money and live generously. With a full range of financial products, we'll help you connect your faith and finances. Have a conversation about money with Carol Woods, your local financial representative, at 952-658-8753. Licensed agent producer of Thrivent Financial, marketing name for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans, registered representative of Thrivent Investment Management, Inc., Thrivent.com, slash disclosures. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Akal. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex. Staff Keaton. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com Setting the standard in association management. That's new concepts. Their professional staff is dedicated to top-notch customer care. This dedication has made them the leader at providing services to housing associations and homeowners. Your association may be looking for help with administration, consulting, financials, public relations, or vendor management. With over 140 years of combined experience, New Concepts is prepared to help you with all of your association needs, whatever they may be. New Concepts also offers construction, remodeling, maintenance, home staging, and real estate services. For all your association management or homeowner needs, call New Concepts. You can reach them at 952-922-2500. That's 952-922-2500. Or online at newconceptsgroup.com. Newconceptsgroup.com. New Concepts, setting the standard in association management and providing innovations beyond. Let all within us praise His holy name. You're listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. Welcome back to uh, Where You Live. And uh, uh, I want to say uh, happy holidays to everyone, to uh, our uh, friends of the Jewish faith who are beginning uh, Hanukkah. A very happy Hanukkah this next week begins uh, this Saturday uh, to those uh, celebrating Christmas. Merry Christmas, only four days away. Well, we are talking about uh, a difficult uh, story. What happens when someone's home is foreclosed on? We're talking about a story that is taking place in Loveland, Colorado. My guest today is uh, attorney uh, Tony Smith with uh, Smith, Jaden Johnson. And Tony, I, I didn't, uh, I guess I, I didn't uh, recall or remember that you have an office in 
Colorado. So how fortuitive, uh, fortuitous <laughs> for us as well. So uh, you practice law here as well as uh, Colorado. So you can speak with uh, uh, great uh, uh, credence and credibility about the, what the process is in Colorado. Well, I'll do my best, but don't oversell me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so we were we've talked about uh, the process uh, a little bit. What's uh, involved? It's not anything that happens overnight. Uh, even so, before the association in Loveland, Colorado, began, Tony, as the story says, it was a little over two years before the association moved forward with this, anyway. Okay, and so. There was a quote um, from an organization called the Colorado HOA Forum. Have you heard of them before, Tony? I actually haven't. Um, I'm assuming, though, though, just based on the content of of what they said in that piece, that they're primarily a homeowner's advocacy group. But I I haven't had any experience with them. Well, I went online to uh, look up uh, the Colorado HOA Forum. It says... uh, and it says, what are we about? And it says it's an organization comprised mainly of people who live in HOAs themselves. Their goal, their goals and objectives are to be an alternative information resource other than for those living in HOAs other than CAI. So... <laughs> That's going to tell you, I think, quite a bit right there, don't you think? Well, I, I, I don't necessarily know what their expertise is. I mean, I will say, and in, in CAI, the Community Associations Institute, is a national organization with branches throughout the country, including Colorado, and they're dedicated to improving the education, training, and understanding of both property managers, management companies, and yeah. homeowners. So. Yeah. This idea that there is an alternative to this, what's their agenda? I don't know. Well, the, well they, uh, the guy, uh, the president, Stan uh, Herensovich, uh, was quoted, of course, he was saying that uh, he thinks that uh, there uh, needs uh, to be um, uh, a lot of uh, changes in the laws. He sees the foreclosure process that an HOA has with a homeowner. Uh, he was calling names. He said it's just profiteering. These are vultures. He says reform needs to be done uh, in this uh, area. Do you agree with him, or do you think that uh, the laws are, are set and uh, established and are fair? No, I, I think that that's hyperbole. I mean, he's an advocate, and obviously he's got a duty to represent his client. So I'll, I'll look at his comments on profiteering and vultures through that lens. I mean, I think he's... Yeah. He's puffing. You never make make laws around the exception. You make laws for the, the, the general. And in this particular case, Colorado's law and Minnesota's law are based on a standard national homeowners association law. So I do believe if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And in this particular case, that law is not broke. What you have here is you have a bizarre situation with a particular homeowner that, for a variety of reasons, was not terribly engaged, it sounds like, with her homeowners association because she had some other difficulties going on in her personal life. That doesn't mean the association did anything wrong. It just means that, for whatever reason, this particular homeowner found themselves in a situation that probably would have been avoided by nearly every other homeowner. To to me, I I understand, and I think it's unfortunate, I know that... uh, there are uh, severe uh, severe mental health issues that people have. Depression certainly can be one of those. But it, I, it's a curious thing for me, Tony, when a couple-year process goes by. Uh, we have on one hand, uh, I think in the story was quoted, uh, it was uh, that the HOA attorney was quoted as saying that there has been uh, no less than four times when the HOA before this process tried to contact her face to face. The woman said she's never left home, but she never answers the door, but she answers the door every day for pizza for the last eight years. You know, she, yeah. she does, she doesn't get, uh, she doesn't get, uh, uh, she doesn't, uh, uh, answer, uh, the, uh, 
the HOA at all, but she will. Uh, but when it's the uh, sheriff that comes by to tack the notice that you're being evicted, now she responds. Something just well, doesn't smell right to me, if you ask me. No, and I agree with you. I mean, the the bottom line here is let's put aside for a moment this idea of whether the association ever tried to contact her. Let's just assume they didn't. What did she think she was doing for two years, not paying her, her HOA fees? You know, she had to yeah. be aware that that money wasn't coming out of her account, that her that her ACH had been shut off. But it doesn't sound like she ever did anything to try to solve it. She didn't try to contact the new management company. She didn't try to contact the board. She didn't try to send a check in to anybody for her assessments or inquire into any yeah. past due balances. Well, and she makes a claim. Is, go ahead. Oh, she's making she's making the claim that uh, she was so depressed she never even went to the uh, uh, to her. Uh, mailbox to even uh, see if there's any notices she didn't pay attention to go online to take a look at anything with uh, her bank statement to see what what checks are going through do you think a person can honestly live that way without taking a look at their bank account for eight years well it's possible that she did but even if she did the bottom line is it's it's her problem you know, this yeah. does not become an association problem because it takes action that it's legally entitled to do. You know, the association wouldn't have foreclosed on this unit if she would have done anything that a responsible homeowner would do to make sure they're taking care of their assessments. You know, if she would have contacted the manager, she could have gotten a payoff amount. If she would have contacted the board, maybe they could have worked out a payment plan. But like you said, sitting in your unit by yourself and ignoring the outside world doesn't mean that the outside world stops moving. The outside world keeps moving. So even if you have situations like this where you have somebody with a severe either physical or emotional disability or some other ailment, that doesn't mean that the association is obligated to treat them differently. If that homeowner asks for an accommodation under the Fair Housing Act, maybe there's something there, but yeah. there's not really a reasonable accommodation to allow someone to not pay their assessments. That's yeah. kind and, of the and, heart of the bargain. And when I take a look at quotes, uh, uh, Hummels, uh, her attorney acknowledged the uh, fact and said it is possible that the HOA believed the home to be abandoned property because she was just allowing things to grow up all around it. Martha Hummel, the homeowner, made the statement in front of the camera. She said, my friends all thought I was dead. Now, so if she acknowledges that her friends can't even connect with her, what responsibility then, I'm hearing her and her attorney say, does the HOA have in trying to connect with her face-to-face? Is that something that uh, an HOA has to try to do other than uh, the, the... the written notifications that they send uh, as uh, per the law? Yeah, well, they certainly don't have to. I mean, there's no obligation that, for example, the board or the property manager makes a personal visit to somebody's home to try to collect past due assessments. But in this case, it sounds like they actually tried to do that. Like, I think you said four times. Is that right, Gene? Right. Yes. Uh They said four personal attempts. I'll tell you this. I don't think they had any obligation to go out there once, much less than four times. Uh, But, the bottom line is even if they did have that duty, you still have that same problem here with a homeowner who just doesn't want to participate. And at the end of the day, she's going to have to explain that. It sounds like the matter is going to trial. So she'll get to tell her story to right. you know, a judge or, or jurors out in Denver, and she'll have to explain away the statements that uh, even her friends can't connect with her and uh, people thought she was dead. I mean, that's something that if I'm a juror, I'm going to want to know what personal responsibility she assumed for taking care of this past due debt. And if that's the kind of language, she's going to have some explaining to do. Yeah. I Now, here's something uh, that uh, I, I guess I'd like to address. There is a heightened sensitivity. I think we would all agree with um, uh, people that are disabled. And, of course, HUD has with what's considered fair housing, you know, someone who is considered disabled and I suppose someone with a mental um, uh, illness can be considered a, a, a disability that could be uh, protected by a HUD. And how they are treated, you know, what's fair, um, you know, we hear on one hand you want to treat uh, someone with dignity, uh, let people make their own decisions, let them have their own autonomy. 
yet when they admit, I can't do something, and now all of a sudden they're turning around and saying, well, it's others' fault. You know, the HOA really didn't do anything to really get a hold of us. They're the meanies. Uh, I think might we may need to rethink some of these things with uh, – uh, with uh, with fair housing and, and concerns that people have on on what what is the responsibility? Uh, I understand someone has a disability, but if someone is an adult, should they not be responsible for the adult decisions that they make in their life? Sure. Well, and let's be very clear here: if we're talking about the Federal Fair Housing Act, and Minnesota actually has a state component to that too. There's the Minnesota Human Rights Act. What that law requires homeowners associations to do is make a reasonable accommodation to its rules or policies to allow somebody with a disability to use and enjoy the property the same way somebody without the disability would. And kind of the classic example of that is if you have somebody in a wheelchair or who's, who's got a walker putting right. in like a, a handicap access ramp, it's hard to imagine a world in which a reasonable accommodation for somebody with a disability is you know, you've got to let us not pay our assessments for a certain amount of time, or yeah. you've got to acknowledge the fact that I, I am socially, uh, I'm frightened of social situations, so I don't end yeah. up answering my door. That's not a reasonable accommodation because collecting assessments is so intrinsic to the responsibility yes. of both the homeowner and the association. I don't think you need to play around with, with fair housing. Yeah. I don't think that's particularly implicated. Yeah. I think that in this case, you have a debtor who's trying to yeah. use that as an excuse for the reason she didn't pay her fees or pay or and well, right. To communication. And, and th- thank you. I, I, I do. And that, that's my uh, I guess my concern or my take as I looked at it is that here's someone who's now going to play the disability card, you know, who said I, I wasn't able to do that. But you said something very important. If an HOA. Uh, a housing, and they're considered a housing provider, if they're going to provide a reasonable accommodation, it has to be brought to their attention that there is a need for a reasonable accommodation, and that person needs to share what that reasonable accommodation is. Yeah, I mean, the homeowner's got the burden of asking for it. It's not on the association to determine that all by itself. So I think you're right. So this is a little bit too late for the homeowner to be claiming I have a disability and it affects yeah. my ability to, to pay my assessments. Even if she can establish that, I think, that, again, she's going to have some explaining to do right. to the jurors about why this disability makes her unable to pay her assessments because she doesn't have to interact with a single person to do that. Yeah. Well, yes, it's going to be interesting to see how the uh, how the – Judge uh, takes a look at things, uh, and that's coming up in a month. We'll have to take well, a look at that. When, the uh, other that, thing, I, yeah, briefly, go ahead. Just, I hate to jump in, Gene, but on the side of it, where the, going back to this idea that her house is being stolen from her, the matter is in litigation right now. There's no reason she couldn't pay off the entire amount of the past due balance right now and take care of the matter. The only reason she couldn't do that is because she doesn't have the money to do it. And that's really where we come down to with most collection scenarios. All excuses aside, I would say the reason most people don't pay assessments is because they simply just don't have the financial means. I have okay. no doubt this woman's probably one of them. Very, uh, uh, very interesting. Well, thank you. Well, hey, we need to take another break. When we come back, we've got one segment left. Uh, Tony, we've got a question from a listener uh, of the show. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. So, folks, don't go away. We'll be back after these messages. AM 1280, The Patriot. Many financial services companies say they're unique. Thrivent Financial blends faith, finances, and generosity, helping Christians be wise with money and live generously. With a full range of financial products, we'll help you connect your faith and finances. Have a conversation about money with Carol Woods, your local financial representative, at 952-658-8753. Licensed agent producer of Thrivent Financial, marketing name for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans, registered representative of Thrivent Investment Management, Inc., thrivent.com, slash disclosures. Hello, this is Jeannie Sigler from Extreme Exteriors. We are a trusted family-owned business that provides expert inspections and installation of roofing, siding, decks, gutters, windows, and more. For over 20 years, Extreme Exteriors has serviced single and multifamily home exteriors. 
Visit us on the web at xtremeexteriors.com or give us a call at 763-441-1334. We're here for all your home exterior needs. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Minnesota. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Setting the standard in association management. That's new concepts. Their professional staff is dedicated to top-notch customer care. This dedication has made them the leader at providing services to housing associations and homeowners. Your association may be looking for help with administration, consulting, financials, public relations, or vendor management. With over 140 years of combined experience, New Concepts is prepared to help you with all of your association needs, whatever they may be. New Concepts also offers construction, remodeling, maintenance, home staging, and real estate services. For all your association management or homeowner needs, call New Concepts. You can reach them at 952-922-2500. That's 952-922-2500. Or online at newconceptsgroup.com. Newconceptsgroup.com. New Concepts, setting the standard in association management and providing innovations beyond. Listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. Welcome back uh, to Where You Live. Uh, it's uh, my the time has gone by uh, quickly today. My guest uh, Tony Smith. Tony, it's always great to have you on the show. Uh, I love uh, uh, everything uh, that we talk about. Just seems to just fly by the time, doesn't it? <laughs> it sure does. Yeah. Well, we've got uh, about seven minutes left on the clock before we wrap it up and call it a show have a question from a listener. I'd like to read it. Uh, Tony, I'd like to get your thoughts. Person uh, uh, writing, uh, it's a faithful listener, and they said, Dear Gene, I just went through your archives on your website and read a past article you wrote on an, uh, about an HOA uh, in Farmington entitled Let the Homeowners Decide. Uh, in that uh, is... Uh, an article I wrote a few years ago about uh, how uh, HOA had governing uh, documents uh, that stated that you cannot run a business from the home. Uh, now the association board was bringing that whole entire notion up for discussion among the members, and they were going to vote and see what it would look like. Would they be uh, changing that? And so in the newsletter, uh, this guy goes on to say, you say that some rules can be written into the bylaws, and thus make it more difficult for the board of directors to change the rules and regulations year upon year. He said, is there a way to write uh, the rules, he said, to create a rule on ru- about the rules, which would state that the preeminent rule that will always be given is, number one, that all rule changes must be accomplished through a deliberate process including communication with the HOA members prior to its implementation. He said, am I just dreaming, or is this something that's possible or even uh, worthwhile? Ooh, that's a great question. So basically, you, you, well, here's why it's, it's really interesting. I mean, the default rule for community associations in Minnesota, those that are governed by the Minnesota Common Interest Ownership Act and that's the vast majority of associations, 
the default is that the boards of those associations have the power to adopt rules and regulations by themselves without any homeowner input or feedback, and the rules just become uh, operative once they're distributed to the homeowners. Right. This sounds like a situation, though, where we're not necessarily dealing with rules. We're dealing with a provision in the declaration that prohibits home-based businesses, and the board held a meeting to gauge the homeowner's pulse about what I, I, I think uh, maybe to, to uh, clarify it a little bit, that was the article that I wrote about. This gentleman, it sounds like, is concerned where he says he thinks that the, the his board is making rules, uh, the board of directors, and um, without necessarily contacting homeowners. In my article that I wrote, he, he liked the idea that I've always talked about and encouraged that even if uh, a board has the authority to write rules and regulations on their own, they should bring the members in the process too um, because uh, you're going to have uh, enforcement of those rules um, uh, a lot easier when other people have a chance to buy into the process. So he wanted to know, can you write a rule that says that's the way it's got to be done, no rule doesn't get written without uh, without uh, all board me- uh, all members having a chance to uh, vote on it. What do you think? You of can that? do it. Yeah, I mean, you could do that. I mean, you'd have to have a, uh, something in your governing documents that that says that the board's power to pass rules is subject to the approval by the homeowners. I've seen that in maybe one or two set of association okay. documents. It's extremely uncommon, but it's it's not something I've never seen. Uh, it's one of those things, though, where where it sounds great in theory. In practice, it may not be. Um, the idea of having the board be able to quickly establish rules so they could respond to situations as they arise, and they may not be addressed in the, govern- the other governing documents. Okay. Uh, can, can you give an example of uh, where that – I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but where uh, it might be important for the board to have the authority to act quickly to make a rule – for the betterment of the association versus waiting for everybody to weigh in. Sure. And in fact, I'll do this. I'll do it this way. I'll go back to Colorado. Okay. Because Colorado is like Minnesota. The boards can establish their rules. One thing that's different about Colorado compared to Minnesota is that Colorado has legal marijuana. Homeowners associations have tried to figure out how to deal with this because their declarations are written in a way where they didn't address legal marijuana because they were created before marijuana was legalized. Boards have adopted rules by themselves that say homeowners can't grow marijuana on their property or things of, things of that nature, where there's not a whole lot of time to get in front of something, but the idea behind the rule is good. I mean, I suppose you could get the homeowners together and gauge their opinion on it, but you want to be very quick and be able to address a new occurrence like that rather than waiting and waiting and waiting. So mm-hmm. that that's just the first thing that came to my mind. The other thing, I guess, is things like, in Minnesota, for example, when we had the, the Super Bowl here um, in 2018, 17, boy, I'm getting old. Um, <laughs> when the Super Bowl was here, a lot yeah. of associations decided they wanted to do something about short-term rentals to make sure that people weren't airbnb or VRBOing their, their condos or their townhomes. And this is one of those situations where the governing documents may say, you know, no short-term rentals, but there weren't appropriate teeth to keep people from doing that. So the board yeah. would adopt new fine structures. And one of the dangers of asking the homeowners to approve something like that is you might get a very vocal contingent of homeowners who really don't like the idea of whatever the rule is, even though it benefits the association at large. So okay. the idea of letting the board do something like that quickly and efficiently, I think, is probably the better rule. Yeah. So I agree. There are times when that is important. Uh, a number of other times, especially when you're uh, changing something that is uh, a major departure from what the association has done, sometimes uh, being more deliberate and getting more uh, people a chance to buy in is uh, a better course of action. But, uh, Tony, hey, thanks for joining me. Uh, loved having you on the show today. Always my pleasure, Gene. Thank you so much. And, folks, thank you for listening to Where You Live Uh Look forward to having you next week here again on Where You Live. Santa, Santa, something terrible is happening. Ho, 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 Rudolph, calm down. Tell me what's going on. I just overheard Mrs. Claus talking. Yes? She said that she's getting a new Santa. 
What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Rudolph, I know all about it. Mrs. Claus is getting a new Santa Fe from Invergrove Hyundai. What's a Santa Fe? The Santa Fe is Hyundai's most advanced SUV. Jam-packed with safety and technology features. And its spacious five-passenger interior is like the Claus family room on wheels. Does this mean we won't have to take her in the sleigh to Pilates class every Tuesday? That's right. Ho, ho, ho. Every new Hyundai like the Santa Fe comes with America's best warranty. 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain and Hyundai Assurance. You deserve a great car buying experience, and that's what you'll get at Invergrove Hyundai. Online at InvergroveHyundai.com. InvergroveHyundai.com. And they're reindeer 